Good morning and welcome to Hey Mom Hey Podcast. My name is Shari James, creator of this awesome podcast. I'm so happy that you decided to take your time to join me this morning before you start your day. I know that God has so much in store for you today and it's just something about how we start our mornings that really just sets the tone for the rest of our day, especially as moms, right? You know, when you have to get up early and get the kids ready, when you're running late, you kind of feel a little disheveled by the time you get into work. And it's just like, it's so easy for your whole, like the rest of your day to be thrown off. So this morning, I just want to be intentional Um, With this, you know, short time that we have together to just set the tone. Today is going to be a good day. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because the fact that we have, you know, breath in our lungs, the fact that we have something to get up and to do today, whether it's just being a mother, which is such a great honor Okay, like if you're a stay at home mom, being a mother, (laughs) you are shaping the future, you know, of this world. That is a big job in itself, whether you're going to go, you know, work at your own company or whether you're going to, you know, be just the amazing addition to a team that you are at someone else's company. Like we're going to set the tone this morning. Um, So I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning and you guys let me know what you think about it. But I just I just feel led to start our podcast this way. So here we go. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of jesus Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life was born. Jesus is calling, oh come to the altar, 
The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Yes, yes, yes. Listen, one thing I do not want you moms to be afraid of is lifting up your voices to the Lord in worship. Do you hear me? There is peace in worship. Okay, there is restoration in worship. There is revelation through worship. And that is how you want to set the tone of your mornings, okay? God has created you for such a time as this to do some amazing works for the kingdom. Not just through yourself, but through your children. And so it's so important that you go into your days with the right mindset. With the right mindset. And what I love about that song is that, guess what? Whatever, whatever regrets or mistakes that you have that you may wake up with that the devil thinks he's going to remind you of. Okay, you can lay them at the altar. You can lay them right where they are. You don't have to take them through your day with you. Okay, I don't know who that was for, but I feel like that was for somebody because I know that there's so many times that I know who God is and I know who God says I am. But I still wake up reminded of my regrets and my mistakes and I have to lay down all of my cares at the altar to make sure that I don't miss what God is trying to do through me in my day. 
So amen, amen, praise God for who he is. So if you are just now joining us, you may be like, okay, what is going on? But if you've been here before, you know that I have been reading through the book, Breathe Through It All, Surviving Motherhood in Your 20s, which is a book that I published back in 2017, just really talking about the beginning journey for myself in motherhood. There has been since then so much more revelation of just who God is calling us to be as mothers and how we navigate that. Well, one of the number one ways that we navigate that is with Christ. Hearing from God, getting insight into how we're supposed to nurture and care for our kids. Because see, every child is different and every child needs something different. So isn't it so beautiful that God gives us the child that he knows we can bring the best out of? And he also tells us how to do it. But we have to spend time with him in order to learn what that is. So I'm picking up. This is episode number four, guys. I am excited. I'm not stopping. You know, there may be times where I may feel like, you know what? Should I even do this anymore? Is anybody listening? But guess what? God told me to do this. So I'm going to do it no matter what. But we're going to pick up in chapter number four. It is entitled All Things New. I had just hopped out of the shower and began getting ready for my last day in the salon. I was hurting all over and I was waddling around from discomfort. I had become a workaholic to keep myself busy, but that was coming to an instant halt. My body gave me every indication that I needed to sit down, but I ignored it as much as I could. I was days away from my due date, but clueless as to how my water would break or how it would end up in labor. I put on my favorite sundress and then an instant gush between my legs scared the heck out of me. I told my dad that I needed to go to the hospital. My relationship with my dad growing up wasn't the best, but he was one of the people I told I was pregnant that reacted with actual excitement. We rushed to the hospital. My dress was soaking wet. I was so nervous. I don't remember speaking the whole way to the hospital. When we pulled up, I was surprised to see my son's father already there. Till this day, I still don't remember telling him my water broke and to meet me at the hospital. Apparently, in the midst of what felt like an internal panic attack, I managed to do so. I made it to my doctor's office and she met me with a smile. She calmly said, okay, I'm going to check you and see how dilated you are. In my mind, I'm thinking, doesn't she see that I'm leaking? Where does she think she's about to stick her hand? Towards the end of my pregnancy, you know, my vaginal area, well, it was pretty sensitive and pretty painful. I held my breath as she checked me. I was a few centimeters dilated. She said, great, you are having the baby today. It was finally happening, guys, and I was ready. 
I headed over to labor and delivery with my son's father. After pacing the hallways up and down to further dilate, I decided to go back to my room and lay down. The nurse came in and said they would need to induce my labor. I had no idea what that meant. As long as it didn't involve them sticking anything in my already tender lower region. I was fine with the idea of it. Shortly after, I was given Pitocin through my IV to induce my labor. I was still in active labor when my friends and family arrived. I was so happy to see their faces. We laughed and joked. I almost forgot the real reason I was there. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a shot of pain hit me. No one in the room noticed because they were all talking. I held onto the bed rail for dear life until the pain subsided. That's when another one of my friends walked in and saw the painful look on my face. She told everyone to be quiet and she helped me to the restroom. This was another moment I failed to use my voice, but God saw me anyways. He sent her at the right time. I squeezed her hand, and then another shot of pain came. The Pitocin was finally kicking in, and I was feeling my contractions every few minutes at this point. I got back into bed and continued to hold on to the bed rail for dear life. I was quiet the whole time. The nurse returned to check me and said it was time. The amount of pain I was feeling had me so out of it that I just nodded. Everyone left the room except my son's father. He was a photographer and surely had his camera ready. The doctors came in and said it was time to push. My son's dad said, Shari, you're doing good. Push again. <laughs> I pushed again and heard a tiny cry. It was over. I was out of it and my baby was here. He was placed in my hands and all I could do was just stare at him. I probably under normal circumstances would have cried, but I was too tired, guys. After getting settled in the next room, I finally became more alert and took a good look at my son. We named him Nicholas Julian Hines. At that moment, I had no idea how much my life was about to change. I held him and thought, okay, he's here. What do I do next? <laughs> Is he hungry? Should I put a diaper on him? Is someone coming to help? He rested peacefully on my chest. The next day, I was met by the lactation consultant, and we worked on getting Nicholas to latch on. It wasn't working, and here was his father telling me I wasn't doing it right. The last thing you tell a woman who just spent nine months through pregnancy and 12 hours in labor is that she isn't doing something right. Breastfeeding takes time to learn. After a couple of tries, Nicholas latched on and I felt so proud. The day I left the hospital, it became real. Nicholas was a perfect addition to my sleep-deprived life. He only cried when he was hungry or wet. I nursed him every two hours, and when he wasn't nursing, he was sleeping. 
God gave me exactly what I could handle. Nicholas's dad would come over and help me in between the time he was working every day. I started pumping my milk so that I could sleep when he was there. We both are good at avoiding the elephant in the room and just taking care of business. The truth is, we still had a lot of tension between us, unanswered questions, hurts, and anger against one another. It was during that time I learned I was reliving the very relationship I had tried to avoid, the one I saw growing up. Why are we so afraid to feel? Why are we so afraid to speak our truth in order to find a resolution? I was determined to redefine what a traditional co-parenting relationship looked like. I tried in my own ways to make things better, or so I thought. Over the next months, I learned that before that could even happen, I first had to heal me. The work within yourself must begin before you can change any outward force that challenges you. Change the way you look at your life and the things around you will start to change. Yes, guys. So, wow. It's so crazy to read it back now and to just think of where I was um, at that point in my life. Honestly, um, you know, I didn't know God the way that I do now. And I was trying to figure everything out on my own. And I was very selfish and I was hurting and I needed so much healing in my heart. And so I don't know what your story is. You know, I don't know what motherhood has been like for you. But one thing I can tell you is that when you start to work on yourself, I know for me, um, there was a lot of tension and friction um, in my co-parenting relationship in the beginning. Um, And it was because I was trying to control, you know, how it was supposed to go. Um, I was so focused on my own hurts that I forgot that his dad had hurts too. You know, I wasn't considering that. And sometimes as women, we failed to realize that the people that we were once in a relationship with are human beings too, that go through some of the same hurts and insecurities and anxieties that we do. And so, you know, we have to be sensitive to that. There has to be humility before we can start to, um, you know, build a relationship that is fruitful for your child. And so we've come such a long way and we still have such a long way to go. But what I'm saying is that thinking about where we were then with co-parenting and thinking about where we are now, I know that it was only because I surrendered it over to God. The moment I stopped trying to punish him or, um, you know, just really dictate how things went, the more I just said, you know what, (laughs) I'm giving it to you, God. You know, the more I was even willing to sacrifice, you know, what I felt should have been just to do what was right for my son, the better it got. And so I hope that's encouragement for somebody out there today because, um, 
you know, it's just not easy. It's not easy. You've created a baby with someone, you know, one, you've had sex with them. So you've made this covenant, which, you know, that's why it's so beautiful, a covenant in marriage, because it's a seal to say, you know what, we're committed to each other. So once you've made that covenant as a single woman, and now that covenant has been broken, that's why you're feeling, um, you know, just so much pain once you guys have separated because you became one and now you're tearing you guys apart. But one thing I do want to tell you is that God can heal you from that. I've been healed from that. God can heal you from that and you can move forward and God can give you a fruitful relationship. So just be encouraged, be encouraged that it doesn't end here. God still has so much more in store for you. Let us pray before you start your day. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my sister that is listening. Lord God, I thank you for her sound mind. Yes, God. I thank you, Lord God, that she's laid everything down at your altar this very morning. That she's excited about the plans that you have for her today. Lord God, help her to show up and show out for the things that you have planned for her today, oh God. Lord, we ask that you guard and cover our children everywhere that they go. Renew the minds of their teachers, of their caretakers, Lord God. Give them a heart after you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, oh God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. You have no idea. I've seen what God has done and is doing in my life, and I believe he's going to do the same thing for you. So be blessed. Have an amazing day. Later.